0: And if you have never made the commitment to believe in the Messiah, the Lamb of God, Jesus who takes away the sins of the world, and you do not know if you are a son or daughter of God, then why wait another day? Don't listen to the voice of the evil one telling you that you could never be a child of God. Listen instead to the voice of your Savior who says to you today, the kingdom of God is here Now, filling your eyes and your ears and your spirit, believe in me and be born into my family, become my brother or sister, and step into your spiritual identity as a child of God. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love, so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. Today's passages are taken from Luke chapter 3 and chapter 4. One day, when the crowds were being baptized by John, Jesus himself came and was baptized. When John saw him, he said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. After he was baptized, and as he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on Jesus, looking like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God. Now, this passage of Scripture doesn't end there. It goes on to say three temptations that Satan brings to Jesus to try and throw him off the course of God's will for his life. And all week, we are going to be looking at each of these temptations to understand some of the common ways that we also are tempted in this life. And if you haven't listened to Sunday's episode called He Understands Our Weaknesses, I recommend you do that so that you can truly appreciate the lessons of this week. But for today, we are actually going to start with the very first temptation that Jesus had to fight during this time in the wilderness. That was the temptation to not believe his own identity, to not believe what the Heavenly Father had just spoken over his life. You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The scripture we read to start shows how before Jesus began his earthly ministry, for 30 years he had grown up as a regular son and brother, a member of the community, no miracles that we know of, and outside of one recorded instance when he was around 12, he wasn't being broadcast as some kind of spiritual wunderkind. But something happened around his 30th year of life. John the Baptist, began preaching to the people of Israel, Repent, because the kingdom of God is at hand. It's coming. And according to the prophecies of the Old Testament, John the Baptist was a prophet in the wilderness, preparing the people for the revelation of the Messiah. Once John began this, it was a sign that it was time for Jesus to step into his earthly ministry and to be revealed as the Messiah, the Savior of the world. So the first thing that Jesus did was he went to be baptized by John. And while he was there, the actual audible voice of God spoke in such an open way that the other people around Jesus heard it as well. And what is it that God spoke over this Messiah, this Savior? He spoke his spiritual identity over him. So for 30 years, he had grown and matured in his physical earthly identity as Yeshua, son of Joseph and Mary, carpenter from Nazareth. But now Jesus was speaking his true spiritual identity in such a way that it would be without question. As we talked about in Sunday's episode, Jesus was fully man, as well as being filled with the full spirit of God. So he endured the same temptations and challenges in his flesh that we all do. So imagine 30 years of knowing that you are called as the Savior, as the Messiah of your people but having to live a life of simplicity and obscurity. Until that day when the Spirit of God leads you into the wilderness, first to be baptized and have both the word of the prophet and the word of the heavenly Father spoken over you. So John called him the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And God called him my son whom I dearly love and in whom I have great joy. So in those words, he was being told to shed off the obscurity of the first 30 years of life and to put on the spiritual identity of what would be the rest of his life, the Son of God and the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Then immediately following this revelation of identity, he was taken even further into the wilderness So, rather than being thrust into the limelight and the recognition of being the long awaited Messiah of the Jewish people, he is actually taken into a complete aloneness where the rest of the flesh needed to be shed off by 40 days of praying and fasting until he was so devoid of physical strength that there was nothing left that remained except his complete reliance on who he is in the Spirit and the identity that was given to him by God. What a picture! What a test! What a moment in history! And then the evil one comes, whom the Bible calls the enemy of our souls— This evil one was there over the millennia when the prophecies about the Messiah were being spoken and written about by the prophets. The evil one was there when the star appeared in the sky and the angelic hosts of heaven sang the words, peace on earth, goodwill towards men to the shepherds in their fields. The evil one was there whispering in Herod's ear to kill all the babies to try and snuff out Jesus's life the evil one was there and he saw in the temple when 12-year-old Jesus amazed the religious leaders of his day with his wisdom and his knowledge. And the evil one heard the same voice of God come out of the heavens and declare over Jesus, you are my son. So after watching all of these historical events unfold, the enemy comes to Jesus in his weakest flesh moment. Where he is utterly alone, where he is starving and thirsting. Probably not how Jesus thought the revelation of his identity would play out as a starting line. So here comes the enemy to try and throw Jesus off the course of his destiny. And what is the very first thing he uses to try and do this? He says to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, if you are the son of God. He attacks Jesus with the question of his spiritual identity. Does this sound similar to another time when we've heard the enemy was tempting a child of God? Remember in the garden when the serpent says to Adam and Eve, did God really say? And here he is again in a different desert garden saying to Jesus, Did God really say that you are the Son of God, the Messiah? The enemy's tricks and his lies never change. Today, you may be listening right now and you are hearing that nasty whisper in your heart. Did God really say that you are his child, that you are forgiven, that you are saved, that you are healed, that you are set free from the kingdom of darkness? Have you heard that voice in your life? If so, you are in good company. Jesus himself was presented with that same question. Did God really say you are the son of God. Those same temptations to doubt who God had called him to be. The awesome news for us is that we know that Jesus not only overcame this temptation to not believe the identity that God had given him as his son, but he went on to completely shut down the enemy. Jesus ended up walking out of the wilderness fully confident in his position as the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the sacrifice for the world's sins. And he began performing miracles, speaking truth, and ultimately laid down his life and then was raised by the power of God from the dead in order to prove his identity to the world that he is the son of the living God. And he did this to make a way for you to be birthed as a child of the living God as well. He overcame this very first temptation to not stand in his true spiritual identity. And he is giving us the same power and the same position. If you are a follower of Jesus, never doubt that you have been given the name child of God. And in that name, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the Anointed One Jesus. And if you have never made the commitment to believe in the Messiah, the Lamb of God, Jesus who takes away the sins of the world, and you do not know if you are a son or daughter of God, then why wait another day? Don't listen to the voice of the evil one telling you that you could never be a child of God. Listen instead to the voice of your Savior who says to you today, The kingdom of God is here now, filling your eyes and your ears and your spirit. Believe in me and be born into my family. Become my brother or sister and step into your spiritual identity as a child of God. I'm going to end today's episode reading this passage over you as my prayer for today from Colossians chapter 2. Right now, I pray that you have complete confidence and understanding in God's mysterious plan. That plan, which is the anointed one, Jesus himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, And I pray that you would discover those treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Jesus today. I pray that just as you accepted the anointed one, Jesus, as your Lord, that you will continue to follow him. I pray that the roots of your spirit would grow down into him and that both your spiritual and physical lives would be built on him. And I pray that your faith would grow strong in this truth and that you would overflow with thankfulness. I pray that you wouldn't be captured or deceived by empty philosophies or high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the lies of the spiritual powers of this world and the enemy, but that your eyes and ears would be open to the truth of the good news of Jesus. For in Jesus the Anointed One lives all the fullness of God, In a human body, in a glorified human body, so then you also can be complete in him. You also are a child of God, no question, through your union with Jesus, who is the head over every ruler and authority. I pray that you would see that the Lord Jesus has performed a spiritual circumcision on you. He has cut away your sinful nature. For you have been buried with Christ when you are baptized, and with him you are raised to new life, because you trust in the mighty power of God who raised the Anointed One from the dead. I pray that you can see clearly that you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, but that now as you receive Jesus, God has made you alive with him, for he forgave all of your sins. Jesus has canceled the record of the charges against you, and he has taken those judgments against you away from you, and he has nailed them to his cross. And it was by this that he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them when he died on the cross and rose from the dead. Let that be true in your life today. That the lies of the enemy would be disarmed and that you would walk in the knowledge of your identity as a child of God and then go be the church to your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day, and then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.